You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Now, what Jesus did here was to announce something that was revolutionary. And he was, as it were, for want of words, democratizing spiritual capital. And taking it out of the hands of an elitist group, so to speak, that this is not an elitist thing here. That whosoever can have whatsoever, which means any person under the sun can operate on by this principle and get supernatural results. And one thing about the charismatic movement, word of faith movement, was that it gave the individual the power. It gave to the individual that sense of responsibility and power. It gave to the individual the tool through which that person by himself can produce results under God. That is, it lessened the dependency upon people on the outside and external things. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth, as the scripture has said, it is out of his own belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the individual from within himself, and this is one of the core things that was right there at the heart of the movement, which meant that one person should be able to put a thousand to flight, that they can come together to put 10,000 to flight, but you don't hide in the midst of a group your own inability to produce as an individual. You don't think the collective, you think first as an individual, then as an individual you come into the collective. That is not about just things on the outside there, that is on the inside. I mean, you look at ministries like Kenneth Hagin Ministries. I remember Matt Bima said this when he went to Kenneth Hagin and they were coming to start their ministry in Nigeria. They called him into the office, this is how we do it. You know, we don't do anything. Gave him no dollar, gave him nothing. He said, if God sends you, God should be able to provide for you. Go out there, walk by faith. That's how we do it and get results. No support. Are you following what I'm saying here? This is exactly how we started. I started this ministry. I've not gotten any support from anybody. I have powerful friends. I had influential friends. I had the wealthiest ministers in this country in personal relationship, not a dime until tomorrow. I never stood before the congregation to ask for a dime. Nobody has ever come to the ministry and said we came here and we're talking about raising money and all of that. Because one of the things at the heart of it was that if you are going to get results by this principle, you must take personal responsibility for the outcomes of your life and understand that there is a way in God through which these results can be gotten without there being any dependent. It is not an issue of, well, I joined a church so that tomorrow I can tell the problems that I have to that church and then they must become responsible for my own problems and all of that. It's about you understanding a principle, the power of God that produces salvation, the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead and set him at the right hand of the Father, that that same power can be operational on the inside of you as an individual, and then you get results within your life by that power that is operating on the inside of you. So it is a mentality. It's a mentality that is produced by an understanding. 
which means I understand what the scripture is saying, and therefore I think in a particular way, and it produces a mindset on the inner side of me. And Jesus said, whosoever, which means he could have come and he could have announced that, you know, this happened because I am God in flesh. You say, it's because I am the son of God. You know, the word became flesh, pure, all right, sin free and all of that. And that's how you get this kind of results, and this is beyond you. He brought it to every single person. And that's one powerful thing about the message. It wasn't locked up. I know with some elitist group, it was brought to every single individual. Every single person could take the message and begin to run with the message and produce results within their lives as individuals. He said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he is saying will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. So the person must understand first and foremost, I cannot have anything that I do not say. And if I am not saying anything, I am not going to get anything. That my confessions will precede everything that I possess. That anything that will come into my life must be voiced out by me. That my words are my future. That the events of my life will be shaped by my words. And these are not just things that you listen and entertain yourself, that you practice, that you understand that my future and every miracle of God in my life is within my tongue. How I frame my words, how I use my words, very important and very crucial. But this condition must be satisfied that I doubt not inside my heart, but I believe what? I believe that what I am saying will come to pass. I shall have whatsoever I say. So people look at this scripture and say, well, I have said it. All right? And I had some measure of conviction on the inside of me when I said and spoke words. I declared it as they told me to say it, and I still did not get any result. I made my confession, and I did not see anything change on the outside. Not even a feather moved in my direction, even though I was making these declarations on the outside there, I didn't see any change within my life. Now, what lies at the root of this? What is the law of confession? What is the law that makes your words irrevocable? What is the law behind this? That you will decree a thing and it has to be established. What is the principle behind words that makes it such that when one person speaks words out of his mouth, he or she knows and recognizes that these things are going to come to pass within my life. What lies at the heart of it? Go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew and chapter 12. I will begin to say this. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. And Jesus went to the law of confession. And he said, here is the law. Either make the tree good and the fruit good, or you make the tree corrupt and the fruit corrupt, for, and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. Which means that Jesus said, listen, you are trying to reverse something. You cannot get an orange fruit from an apple tree. Neither can you get an apple fruit from an orange tree. That what you are trying to do when you speak, and you say you don't get results, 
is that you are trying to produce a particular type of fruit from a different type of tree. Now, let me say this. Every time you confess the word of God, it works. Every time you open your mouth and you make an accurate statement in God, there is a shift. The issue is that there is a shift on the inside. It might not be a shift on the outside. If you want to build a massive building, tall building, high rise, you have to dig very deep and make the invisible part very strong. Because it's the invisible part that supports the visible part. If you are going to have an oak tree, then you've got to go deep, in, as God has shown us in creation, and the roots must go very deep in order for it to support that structure. So when you put the seed into the ground of something that is going to be solid, it takes time before it is visible, but it is growing. It's just that it's growing inward. All right? Every day there is movement, and the movement is going on the inside. But then after some time, when it comes to the point where it believes it can now support what will be on the outside, you will start now seeing signs on the outside. So a time comes, it starts going on the outside and on the inside at the same time. Which means that you have growth both ways. So anytime I want to tell you this, you make the confession of the word of God, something is happening, and you will get to the place where you understand this principle that you can track it. Which means you can track the development and the growth. You can monitor that invisible part that is not yet visible, that is the real genius of Christianity. And you can see how it is happening inside your heart. You can begin to feel it spiritually within yourself, the development that is going on and the growth that is going on. It tells us the remnants that will be left in Jerusalem will be the ones that have taken root downwards in order to bear fruit upwards. Which means that first and foremost, manifestation of life is inward before you have any outward manifestation of life. So anytime you make a confession, I want you to have this in mind that it is always working. The work might not just be on the outside, but something is happening and therefore don't ever give up. You understand it, then you begin to practice it. So it says in Matthew 12 here, yeah, Either make the tree good and the fruit good, or make it corrupt and the fruit corrupt. He said, Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak forth good things? He said, You cannot speak forth good things if you are different from the things you are speaking. For the law is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will do what? Speak. Which means if anything is going to happen on the outside, and a man says it, and you see results on the outside, is because that thing is inside that person in abundance. If it's not in abundance, you are not going to have any manifestation on the outside. The word abundance tells us it is measurable, which means that you can have it in one quarter measure. So you can have it on the inside of yourself in one quarter measure, where there is that conviction that what you are saying is true, but it is not yet in you in abundance, so it doesn't produce any manifestation. You can have it in a half measure, where on the inside it registers that what I am saying is true, and you are convinced 
about it, but it doesn't produce results on the outside. In order for it to produce results, it has got to be on the inside of you in abundance. It's just like we talked about the car and the fact that a speaker might not be able to move down this road in seven minutes, but a car can do that. But they have to teach you how to access the power that is in the engine of the car. They have to show you. And let's assume that you are pouring fuel inside the car and somebody says that this car will not start until it gets to a critical mass, which means you pour the fuel and it gets to a plate where it passes this red line. That is when you can now access the power. Jesus is telling us that in order to access the power that are in your words, and we're going to see this, the thing has to be inside your heart in an abundant measure. That there was truth in me in abundant measure. That's why when I said what I said, it came to pass because it was there in abundance. Now follow, let's go on. It says, a good man out of the good treasure that he has put in his heart, bringeth forth that which is good, an evil man out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth that which is evil. But I say unto you, that every idle word that a man shall speak, he shall give account in the day of judgment. The day of judgment is the day you are trying to secure results in answer to prayer. Every careless word you have said, you are going to give an account. I'm not going to say this. Because if you have careless speech, it's not like the day of judgment becomes the day of an emergency. You run to your car. But, you know, regularly you have been pouring in fuel, but you've been pouring in sand too. And then you start. That's the day of judgment. You have to give an account for the sand. Are you following what I'm saying here? Which means you have to first of all take the sand out and drain everything before you start all over again. And sometimes people are praying and they're not getting results and they're just giving accounts for idle words they've spoken. Which means there are things that they have spoken consistently into their lives that is negating the effect of their prayer and that's why it's taking so long and they're struggling with this. Now follow us in what we're saying here. Then in verse, last verse says, for by thy words, not anybody's words, but your own words, you will be what? Justified. And by your own words, you will be what? Condemned. Which means you will succeed by your own words, and you will fail not by anybody's words, but by your own words. So Jesus was saying, what people say to you or about you doesn't matter, is what you are saying. Are you following what I'm saying here? Get this on the inside. It is what you are saying. So, what you say about me or to me doesn't have any effect on me until I say it has an effect. It is when I say it that it now has an effect on my life. The law is, by your words you will be justified, and by your own words you will be condemned. And that once it's inside you in abundance, and it comes out of your mouth, out of your lips then you are going to get results on the outside. So confession is always working. Sometimes it's working on the inside, and then after some time it starts working on the outside. Now, how does this operate? Go to the book of Proverbs and chapter 18. Proverbs and chapter 18. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.